People are the weakest link in any cybersecurity plan. We're distracted, exhausted, and often unmotivated. It's time to change the approach used to protect our businesses, technology, identity, and data. The human element has to be front and center in a war against data breaches and ransomware attacks. It's time to educate. Welcome to the Human Element Podcast. Visit our website at thehumanelement.net for more content to help you strengthen your awareness of the people problem in cybersecurity. I am Scott Gumbar, owner of Nuage Tech, a client-focused, security-minded, proactive IT service provider. Welcome to episode 11. This is the real episode 11. I am Scott Gumbar, your host. And the last episode I uploaded was episode 10, even though in the podcast I said episode 11. It is not episode 11. This is episode 11. We're going to do a little bit differently this week, and I think maybe the next couple of weeks. It's uh, it's going to be story time. So this week, I'm going to talk about a scenario, and I'm going to leave names out for obvious reasons. You'll, you'll understand soon. I was at a sporting event uh, for my, one of my children. And I overhear a few of the moms discussing someone who borderline stalking, I guess. And that person pops up on the internet, wherever they are, they're able to communicate with them despite being blocked. They pop up in physical locations that they attend. So let's say the the mom attends a parent-teacher conference. Somehow this this person shows up there as well. Um, they, they Random text messages, um, Facebook messages, LinkedIn messages, all of the p- different platforms, all the different ways of communicating. Uh, I, don't, I don't recall hearing WhatsApp, but I suppose that's a possibility, WhatsApp messages. Um, which we'll have another podcast about in the future because I have started receiving a lot of WhatsApp messages out of the blue um, from people I don't know. They're obviously scams, uh, but I think that's where a lot of romance scams are taking place now. So we're gonna we're gonna go over one of those in a future episode. So I overhear this conversation going on between a few moms, and I interject and I say. You know, is there something I could do to help? Now, at this point, the moms don't, they don't really know who I am, what I do. So I, you know, introduce myself and I tell them that my primary business is IT. However, I do a lot with information, data information, and I guess, well, it's open source intelligence is what it comes down to. And so the book that I am very slowly writing is loosely around open source intelligence and uh, social engineering and phishing and so forth. All right. So I interject in this conversation 
And and so after I introduce myself, they you know obviously they're not that comfortable with me yet, so they tell me the basics. And then you know the question is, well, how does this person always know where I am, how to find me, get a hold of me, contact me, message me, uh, even when it's unwanted? Apparently, some of the messaging occurs very late at night. And this is where my open source intelligence gathering skills come into play. So I said, okay, here's what we're going to do. This is in the middle of the week, I say, and I know that this group of parents is going to be back together in a couple of days. I said, give me those couple of days and I'll show you how easy it is to find out enough information about where you're going to be, where you live, how to contact you and all of this. And how easy it is to do these things. <clears throat> all right. I go home and that night I begin working. All I have is a name. That's it. I researched the name. Uh, the name is not completely unusual, but it's also not extremely common either. It's not, you know, it's not John Smith, but it's not uh, Boom Shikwa or anything like that where there's only going to be one person in the entire half of the United States named that name. This is someone with a somewhat uncommon name. Enough so that it was the only person in the state we were in at that time. Simple Google search. And what do I come up with? I come up with all of their social media platforms, including LinkedIn. LinkedIn shows me what they do for a living. I come up with their voting, you know, your voting records are online. Your party affiliation is online. And from that, I'm able to also now find where they live. I got the exact address of where they lived. I got their phone number, their cell phone number. I found pictures, a little, you know, they weren't adult. They weren't, you know, triple X rated. They were a little risque. I found those pictures. I found uh, family members, um, and if I wanted to, I could do a lot more damage with the family members. Um, reaching out to family members, pretending to be someone I'm not, you know, I could say, you know, so-and-so is looking for a job. They have applied for a job at my company, and we're trying to get some background information. Can you provide, you know, different pieces of information that could be useful? I found divorce records. Divorce records are public. You can find those anywhere. Um, you can find arrest records. This particular person did not have arrest records. Um, but you can find arrest records very easily on the internet. And I did all of this for free. I did not pay any service whatsoever to find this information. Now, there are services out there where you could dig even deeper and find even more personal information. Uh, and those services are not, by any stretch of the imagination, expensive. You know, they're couple 20 to 30 40 dollars a month to have those services and be able to search people up basically a background check uh and now so i'm going to say i did most of this with google a little bit of social media voting records things like that court records all all publicly available all for free there is a movement to move to allow people to remove their information from google and that's great the problem then becomes, 
Google is Google. Google does not own every website out there on the internet. They don't know. They don't own the judicial sites. They don't own the background sites. They don't own the, the voting record sites. They don't own LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram. They don't own Pinterest. All of these things are not owned by Google. So no matter how hard you try, your information is still going to be on the internet. Even worse, they don't own the dark websites. Now I did not go on the dark web for this particular instance. And that is because I wanted to show them how easy it is to find their information without really digging in deep, without digging my heels in and finding information on the dark web and finding information on background sites and uh, without using open source intelligence tools necessarily, although I consider Google a open source intelligence tool. Um, I wanted to show them just how easy it is. To make it even more interesting, I then began texting them from another number, pretending to be the person that they said was was uh, able to find them whenever they needed to find them, whenever they wanted to find them, not need, but want. It is incredibly easy to spoof a phone number these days. I personally have half a dozen phone numbers I could use at any time. Now, those phone numbers are fairly public and people know where to find me and how to call me and contact me and text me. But it was not hard at all. I began a conversation pretending to be this other person and they, of course, quickly got annoyed and blocked it. So uh, I only wanted to do that to show them how easy it was. And again, you can get, well, you can get a Google voice number for free and you can get other phone numbers for a few dollars a month. It's not hard at all. You don't need a whole new phone. You don't need anything. You could just get an app, you know, Google Voice. If you get a Google Voice phone number, you download the Google Voice app and you start messaging them from the app. It's really not hard. I actually did this to my brother once many years ago, messed with his head a little bit. And uh, he never, if he ever hears this, he'll know it was me, but he never did figure out it was me. But I was I was just messing with him. It was just some fun. Um it's not hard. It's very easy to do this. So in that short two days, I uncovered name, family members, home address, their job. Um, I, I didn't dig in and find where they worked. I just know what their job title was. Um, their social media accounts, their divorce records. Uh, I found that they had no criminal records, their voting records. Um, so now you know, with voting records, if they voted, if you see that they're registered as a Democrat or Republican, you kind of know some of their ideology, some of their their belief systems, um, especially these days and age, this this day and age when Democrats and Republicans seem to be polar opposites at this point. Now, if they're registered independent, then it's a little more difficult. Um, you could tell by social media posts. You could tell by, by the way, if you, if you have Facebook or Twitter or any other account, and especially if you have somewhat questionable material, it's your best bet is to block people that are not your friends. So you know all all the social media can allows you to do this. So if I look you up on Facebook and I see these pictures of you with barely any clothes on, and there's a posted to the whole world so the whole world can see it. Well, first of all, they're also on Google now because Google's going to index them. But also, 
anybody could see those and, and potentially use that against you. Uh, how many times have we seen where a celebrity, an athlete, or someone has has had their Twitter account post from 10 years ago be drug up and reviewed to, revealed to the whole world, expose them, and in some cases ruin them, ruin their careers. Uh, if they're running for some type of political office, ruin ruin that career. If they you know they want to be a judge or something, um, it, their careers could be ruined potentially depending on what they're trying to do. Uh, there is the the woman who had an OnlyFans account, but was also, I think she was a nurse or something in healthcare. And the OnlyFans account was made public, made public knowledge to her employer. She ended up losing her, her full-time 9-to-5 job. I don't know if it was 9-to-5, but full-time 9-to-5 job um, in healthcare. And now she's only doing OnlyFans. And I don't remember the name, but I remember reading the story. I believe it was she was out of Canada or something. So what you post and make available to the whole world can be used against you potentially. You know, if I'm posting racist material on the internet and I want to do business with a, a, a very diverse company, that, that company is not going to want to do business with me if that information is made public to the whole world. Um, I don't do that. You can look. Uh, and as a matter of fact, I met with a potential client earlier this week as I'm recording this, and one of the, the people in the office said, yeah, we did our, our uh, background check on you, and we looked you up, and they really dug in. <laughs> they looked up my information on all social media platforms to see what I'm posting, what I'm sharing, and all I really share is the IT stuff, the social engineering stuff, and some dad jokes and things like that, uh, and sports, sports, big sports fan. Um, so I don't really share, as a matter of fact, I barely share pictures of my kids anymore or where I'm going or things like that. All right, so now it's go time. I show up a few days later, I think it was a Friday. So we're there and we're having a conversation. And then I say, well, you, you blocked me after I text you. And she's like, what? I said, yeah, I text you and I told you that I was, you know, so-and-so. I tried to start a conversation with you pretending to be so-and-so. So-and-so is the person trying to, the, the person borderline stalking them. And, and again, I'm defining stalking as dangerous behavior. At this point, the person is just contacting them out of the blue, maybe having appropriate or attempting to have a, inappropriate conversations. They're not being, you know, they're not following them around. They're not making threatening comments i want to be clear any type of behavior even if it's just contacting them even after they've been blocked uh is should be considered dangerous because it can escalate quickly as we've seen things escalate quickly these days so if you're being even messaged by if you're receiving unwanted messages unwanted advances unwanted communications especially after you've told the person and blocked the person, you should report it. I'm not sure if this, this person reported it after, but I do know I did tell them that they should absolutely report it because it could escalate. All right, so I said, yes, I messaged you, and this is the phone number, and I showed the conversation to her. And she was blown away. So I didn't know it was that easy to get a, a second phone number, and honestly, it wasn't my second phone number. I'm not even... 
it's an app I barely use, um, but I do know how to use it, and I and I do use it just for these kind of scenarios. So she's blown away by that. So then I bring up my my worksheet, and I show her all the information I found. Again, within I I don't think I spent more than thirty minutes on it, to be honest with you, except for the texting part. I I did not spend more than thirty minutes on it. I found home address. Should be scary. This is a single mom. Should be scary. Home address, uh, party affiliation, all social, well, I don't know if it's all, but um, at least three or four social media accounts, what she does for a living, her her birthday, I found her birthday, I, I, I failed to mention that earlier, I found her birthday, so the day, the month, and the year, which is a lot of information already, her cell phone number, obviously I texted her, um, what else did I find, email address associated with her, divorce records, previous addresses, how long she's been at her current address. I could have found criminal records if there were any. There did not appear to be any. Sometimes you have to dig a little. If it's not in the same state you're in or if you don't know that they were in another state, you might have to work a little bit harder. In this case, I knew she was a lifelong resident of the state we were in. Um, family members, which could also be dangerous. And if I really wanted to, I could find her employer. I did not, again, I did not go that deep. Um, I wanted to just have enough information to say, this is why this person keeps contacting you and you're not able to stop it. You should report it because it's really the only way you're going to stop it. If that doesn't scare you, I don't know what else can scare you. It is that easy to find information on, on people. I could look up anybody now. Now, if you have a name like John Smith, yes, it's going to take a little more work to narrow down the right person. But again, not that hard. And I did not use what are classified as open source intelligence tools. I use Google and social media and voter records, judicial branch site. Um, I did not go out of my way for this challenge at all. 30 minutes of work is all I spent on it. I spent more time documenting it than I did actually doing the work. If this doesn't scare you, if this if this is not a wake-up call, then I don't know what is because now we're talking about people that are constantly scammed. Like, how does it happen? All right, so I get a text message. I've got two text messages uh, last week, I believe they were the almost identical in nature. And the text messages were, um, something about my Amazon account being suspended. I'm trying to find it now as we're talking something about my Amazon account being suspended. And so you get that, that gnawing pit in your stomach and I got it. So I know these, these are fake, but the second I saw it, I, so I have Amazon accounts, I have multiple accounts. Um, I have Amazon web services accounts. All right, here it is. We've suspended your Amazon account due to unusual activity. New login from Safari, and it gives this IP address based in Iceland. Our system has canceled all your pending orders. So pending orders. So for me, I knew I didn't have any pending orders. I'm done with it right there. But I took a second and said, wait a minute. I know better than this. This is a, this is a, a phishing text message, SMS. They got my phone number somehow. Somebody found my phone number and somehow connected to Amazon, possibly, or they just guessed it could be the spray and pray method. I don't know. But people fall for it all the time. 
And if your cell phone number is out there, and mine is, I've had my the same cell phone number for, I don't know, 50, more than 15 years. Um, so mine is obviously out there at this point. And unfortunately, we're, we've reached a point in the world where information is out there. It's available. It's going to be found. Now it's a question of protecting yourself, knowing what to look for, understanding the, the dangers that are out there, understanding that it's super easy to find information on someone. Uh, I've been this, you know, I've been challenged in the, in the past to find home addresses and was able to find them uh, by other people I know, and did it within minutes, within you know five minutes or less. Uh, it's not hard at all. And the information is out there. And they're really, you know, when you purchase a home, the information is on the internet. When you sell a home, the information is on the internet. These are all things you need to understand. That the, the data is there. It's not going to disappear overnight. It was always there, you know, probably the last 10 years or so. It's been every, every little bit of data has been uploaded to the internet. It's there. Assume your data is on the internet. Uh, whether dark web, whether it's Google, whether it's OSINT, open source intelligence sites, social media, whatever it might be. And I know there are some people that just don't care. They just share everything. Um, you know, I remove my birthday from every pla platform out there, but you can find my birthday. Let's be realistic. My birthday is going to be found somehow. Um, just assume it's there and then prepare yourself for the inevitable. It is coming whether it's a phishing, smishing, voice phishing, which is vishing, whether it's an email that says your account's been closed because of suspicious activity, whether it's some boyfriend from the past or girlfriend from the past that starts stalking you, whatever it might be, it's out there. Assume it's out there and prepare yourself because it's coming, whether you want it to or not. Prepare yourself. Whenever you receive something that makes your gets you know gets that pit in your stomach, like oh crap, I'm in trouble. You know, for me, my Amazon account, I have websites attached to it. I have this podcast attached to it. I have a lot of stuff attached to it. If that account gets suspended, I'm I'm in big trouble. Don't fall victim to something like that. Take a minute, step back, and say, wait a minute. Let me check. Let me go to Amazon and log in. Protect yourself. It, your data is out there. Your information is out there. Your identity is not secure. Protect yourself. Hopefully this is a wake-up call for some of you. So next time uh, we'll talk about something a little bit different. Uh, but uh, until then, stay safe, stay secure.